Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad you have come back today. If you will be opening up to Joel chapter 2, and we're going to pick up in verse 12. Uh, yesterday, looking at the first 11 verses of this chapter where he is describing the judgment for the day of the Lord there at the end of verse 1, uh, the day of the Lord that is coming, he says it is near, and he goes on to describe that day and that judgment and we of course looked at the possible interpretations of that being the locust or perhaps uh, the Assyrians or perhaps it being a passage of scripture that was open to both of those interpretations uh, and could possibly rightly be applied to both um, but that's what we looked at yesterday the next part of this chapter in verses 12 through 17 is very similar in some regards as far as the general message of what we looked at at the end of chapter 1 there verses 13 through 20 and that is Joel trying to get the people to come back uh, to God and he says there in verse 12 of course this is God speaking but he says yet even now declares the Lord Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. So now, of course, God is, is pleading with these people. And he says, yet even now, Regardless of, of what they may have done, regardless of the sins that they may have committed and the punishments that they had faced because of those things, he says, come back. And when I think of, of this or when I read this, it, it always reminds me of, of how God is always willing to receive us again. We often talk about the parable of the prodigal son, and that's a great illustration. That's a great example of that very, very fact. No matter how, how wrongly we have, have treated God, no matter how much sin we have had or do have in our lives, if we, as he is describing here, if we repent and come to him, he will forgive us. Uh, and especially I think of those as uh, specifically those that are already Christians. In 1 John 1 and verse 9, he says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. God is always willing to forgive. He is always willing to, to put those things aside, to block them out as we see in Acts 3 and verse 19, if we are repentant of them and if, if we are obedient to him. And he says to come and return to him there in verse 12 with all of their heart. And he says at the beginning of verse 13, I think this is interesting, he says, and rend your hearts and not your garments. That again is kind of a reference to their, their ceremonial mourning, if you will, and, and maybe ceremonial is not the best word, but, but oftentimes when they were experiencing grief or when they received uh, bad news, they realize their sins, a lot of times they would end up ripping their own clothing and tearing it off because of that grief. And in essence, I think what God is saying here is don't just repent outwardly, but repent inwardly. 
truly from the heart repent and come back to me. Don't just do it externally. Don't just go through the motions, but really and truly come back to me. And he says to do that, as he says, for he, speaking of God, is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. This is very similar to what we see in Exodus chapter 34. Whenever Moses was on Mount Sinai and God passed before him and, and of course, covered Moses' face as he was going by so that Moses would not see the face of God, but but after he had passed by, removed his hand so that Moses was able to see, as it describes the trail or the train, so to speak, of his, his glory. And as he did so, God declared himself to Moses. And these are some of the very same things that he points out in Exodus 34. This is God's character. This is who he is. And we can come to him. We can repent and return to him because of his grace and his mercy and his patience and his love and he says at the end of that that he relents over disaster which goes in to what he talks about next he says who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God this reminds me of what we read earlier this week in Jonah chapter 3 there in verses 6 through following where the, the king of of Nineveh said for the whole nation to go into repenting and he in essence says that that if they did so God might relent from the disaster that he had promised to bring on them and in essence that's exactly what God is saying here he's saying repent because I may turn and relent from that disaster and instead of destroying you if you truly repent instead of destroying you I might bless you and leave a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. A reference back to chapter 1 and verse 9 and verse 13. They weren't able to perform those things. They weren't able to serve God because of how desolate they were. And so he's saying, if you repent and come back to me, I might not only relent from the destruction that is to come, but I might even bless you to where you can offer those grain and drink offerings and continuing there in verse 15 he says blow the trumpet in zion consecrate a fast call a solemn assembly gather the people consecrate the congregation assemble the elders gather the children even nursing infants let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber so in essence what he is describing here is the entirety of the nation no matter how old or young, no matter whether they're an elder and they serve in that position, whether they are just married, whether they are a nurse, nursing infants, whether they're children, whoever, all of them come together. And he says in verse 17, Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make, make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Now what he's talking about there in, at the beginning of verse 17, to come between the vegetable and the altar, what that is talking about, the vegetable is the porch of the temple, and the altar, of course, would be the altar of burnt offerings. And we see, I believe it's in, I believe I have a reference here, Second Chronicles chapter 8 in verse 12. And I believe that is when Solomon comes between, uh, of course, 
the vegetable and the altar, the porch and the altar, and they offer the burnt offerings. They offer the sin offerings, those various offerings that took place on that altar. And he's, in, in essence, what he is saying here, again, is to come back and repent, to return to God, to give yourselves to him again, to make those offerings for your sins, to make atonement, and to come back to him so that God might spare them. So that's what he, again, is calling them to do in verses 12 through 17, very similar to what we looked at in verses 13 through 20, calling them to repent. But of course, he highlights God's mercy and God's patience and how if they did, did repent, God would spare them and he would, of course, bless them. And so that's what we have there. As always, thank you for your time and for your attention. If you have any questions, feel free to comment them, message us, call us whatever you may be more comfortable with, and we would love to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, but also hope that you will come back tomorrow as we'll start looking at verse 18 of Joel chapter 2. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention.